Time for a cold one. <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by Relaxin. Taking it easy. In reality... That's sparkling water. It's okay, not, thanks. It's not that fun. <laughs> don't, don't, don't lie to our audience here. Remember, this is a fitness podcast. This so. podcast is brought to you by refreshing yourself all the time. Also facts. <laughs> she doesn't even have any words. <laughs> she doesn't even have any words for that, folks. I don't. Who actually is bringing us this podcast? Uh, Core Nutritionals. Oh, tell new, us a little bit about new, it. Uh, yeah, so Core Nutritionals, great option if you're looking for some fu- supplements. Um, they have all sorts of different options. They have some proteins. They have some pre-workout, post-workout, intra-workout. Uh, they have some hydration tools. They have everything. They have vitamins. They have everything you could imagine. I, today, hit a little bit of the peanut butter toffee protein in oh. my oats. Ooh. It slapped. It hit extra it, fancy. It actually hit me differently, and then I felt like I was built different after it hit me differently. So if you guys are interested, head over to corenutritionals.com, use code RYE, capital R, capital Y, capital E at checkout, and you can save a lot of money. Especially if you, the more you buy, the more money you'll save. So you could potentially save a lot of money. But either way, Capital R, capital Y, capital E, Core Nutritionals. Core Nutritionals. If you're you're gonna buy supplements anyway. You have to look at it like that, right? You're under on your protein. We're gonna supplement that with a little bit of protein powder, maybe in the post workout period. Why would you not buy from a great company and save yourself a couple bucks? Everybody is a winner all the way around. What are we talking about today? Stepping. 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 Getting some steps in. Yes, not not the dance moves, not not like Greek life stepping. What if we what if we were what if we were talking about like I don't know what that is. Yeah, I don't know either. Oh boy. Well, you have an excuse in that like you didn't go to college, but you did. Yeah. So Greek Do you life. Think I just didn't one... go because I'm not smart enough. Maybe is that's that what you're implying that's to the audience. It's not what I'm implying. You are very smart. <laughs> Uh, no, so when they would, uh, like, come out, whether they were performing, uh, they step. It's a form of dance. If you don't know what it is, well, I'll show you some videos later. I thought when you said Greek life, you meant, like, Kappa Alpha Phi down at OSU. Correct. Yes, that's what I mean. Like, the sororities and the fraternities... Oh, boy. You guys just, could see the I looks on their faces I right thought it was now. just boozing and going crazy. No. Going bananas, catching no. things on fire or whatever. You know what I mean? Boy. Just I babes, mean. brews, and... and Couches on fire. Yeah. Oh. I thought that's what it was. Well, maybe next podcast we can talk about that. Not this one, though. No. This one's about steps. Getting your steps in. <laughs> it's about neat. Isn't that neat? How many times can we hit that reference through <laughs> the next like forty-five minutes? Or I think that I think you used your one time on that one. No, I think well, that that doesn't even count. That does count. What in the world are we talking about? Three people just turned this off, and the other seven were like, "What are they even talking about?" I don't understand. Can you explain to these really nice people what in God's name we're talking about? Sounds like no. She's not going to make can't. it. I can't. I can't. She's in a rough spot. This is pretty neat stuff here. No! <laughs> 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 it's 
It's also oh. pretty neat that we've made it four minutes and not actually gotten anything accomplished. Not talked about anything. All right. We've talked about protein. We've talked about some form of exercise. We've discussed at least the idea of NEAT. But let's uh, spell out the acronym because it actually does stand for something. Non-exercise associated thermogenesis. Kids. Ooh, so fancy. So what that break that mean. down. <laughs> what that means in normal human everyday King's English is the amount of calories you burn that is not directly related to intentional exercise. So this would be the other 23 hours of your day. Uh, basically starting to tabulate or get a sense of how much activity you're getting. The reason we're talking about this is because the fundamental reality is that if we are looking to change our body composition and or improve health, this has f a far greater effect on doing that than the hour you spend exercising. And so oftentimes it's, it's not as fun, like it's not as exciting to talk about, so it's often glossed over, but the reality is it's absolutely positively critical. So you're actually a really good example of this right now because your NEAT is way up and it's important for you to keep it up for you to get to where you need to go. So why don't we talk a little bit about that as kind of an anecdotal example of how this works. Sure. So right now I am in contest prep for my next bodybuilding competition. Uh, and so obviously that means I am trying to lose some weight. Um, but doing an absurd amount of like true cardio where I'm like trying to get my heart rate up and like sweat and then exercise, um, on top of that it is only going to get me so far, uh, especially if I'm spending the rest of that time just kind of sitting around the house, not doing much of anything. Um, so getting up, moving, purposely taking walks and multiple walks a day, um, to kind of increase my neat and keep it high, uh, it's really important for me right now. So what is your, what do your numbers look like? Cause uh, like how do you, so I guess, how do you keep track of this? And then what are you trying to hit on a day to day basis? So in terms of steps, steps are how I'm really tracking this at the moment. Um, and so on an average day, I try to hit at least 14,000 steps within a day. Okay. So you're already in a caloric deficit. To a certain extent, it takes in account this level of activity, but you're tracking it through, you have a watch, basically a, like a step tracker on your wrist, and you try to hit 14,000 through the course of the day. Cool. Uh, Ryan, do you track your steps? Yeah, every day. Every day. Where do you try to hit on a given day? Um, probably about the same. I kind of, like, 10,000 is pretty easy for me. So, like, if I do, like, 13 or 14, then I know I've been pretty active throughout the day. Um, but it's also not very hard for me. Like, I don't have to, like, necessarily make a huge conscious effort to, like, go through multiple walks to do that because I found that just moving throughout the day or, like, when we're on the floor coaching, you're standing for three hours or uh, just walking my dog. So I don't – it's kind of two birds with one stone because my dog needs to be walked anyway, and she's very high energy. Um, so going on a couple walks or one longer walk a day 
kind of gets me where I need to be. And then the rest is just filled in throughout the day. So for me, probably like 13 to 14,000 is where I like to be. Um, and like 10 is easily attainable every day. Yeah, I'd say I'm in a similar boat. I set my little watch tracker for 11,000 as like a, a relatively arbitrary goal. Um, but same deal, sort of between just moving throughout the day and coaching, it's pretty easy to hit that. So in that way, I, I suppose we're decent examples of hitting steps and using this to, to guide where we want to be in terms of body composition. But obviously, we have relatively active jobs. Um, so I think a big thing for us to look at once we kind of go through why this is important is to talk about you know, how people can work toward getting steps in. So there's nothing magical about steps. It probably makes sense to stay right out of the gate. Um, the, the nice part about something like that is it's a good standard measurement tool. So it's not that there's some all-important thing about that versus something else. Um, it's just the idea that that's something that every human being does. And it's very easy with relatively inexpensive equipment, potentially free equipment that you already have, uh, to track that. And so if we just use that as a baseline, we can kind of toggle it up and down. Yeah, and I think, <clears throat> obviously for me, we've we've talked about in terms of uh, the that I am attempting or purposely trying to lose weight. Um, but obviously for you, you're in a little bit different position in that you're massing. And so does it make sense for you in that boat to kind of do and be as active as I am? That's a great question. And so this is something that I've talked about uh, with other bodybuilding coaches about um, and other competitive bodybuilders just out of curiosity. Um, and so the answer appears to be a qualified yes. So when you're massing, you need to be in a caloric surplus, right? Otherwise, you defeat the purpose. You don't put on, there's nothing, there's no substrate for muscle to be built out of. If you're, so that either could be the form of like, you're not eating enough food or your energy expenditure outpaces what you're eating. And so for me, it's a quite, it's real. it's a fairly delicate balance of ensuring I don't get too much activity. Now, the reason I still aim for a relatively high number, like not super, super different from yours, is frankly to make sure that my P ratio, my partitioning ratio is positive is, or is directed in the way of uh, building muscle. So basically what that means is you have like a division when you consume food where it can either be stored or consumed as energy immediately, uh, sent to be made into muscle effectively to oversimplify it or stored as adipose tissue, stored as fat. And so what I want to do, obviously, is have as much of my nutrients coming in being made into muscle and as few being stored as fat as possible. And so if you keep yourself relatively lean and relatively active, you can help to drive that. And it's not entirely fully understood. So a lot of this is, is hypothetical, um, but it's one of those things. Another thing it can do is help you to drive your calories up. So if we start to get a point in massing where 
I'm having a hard time eating the food, which tends not to be a big issue for me. But if I'm hard, having a hard time getting the meals in, um, you can use this to obviously stimulate your appetite um, and just allow you to consume a little bit more. So uh, we can talk about kind of why we're ch we choose walking basically in addition to that, but that's kind of the idea. It's a qualified yes, but there's a, a limit to how much activity, quite frankly, that I, I want to get. Right. So the purpose behind that is, is, is it isn't directly correlated or shouldn't be at a reason why someone who at this point in, in their stage of fitness, who's trying to add on muscle mass, should be like, oh, this is the reason why I shouldn't be up and moving and walking around. It's, it's kind of the opposite, is that regardless of where you are, whether you're trying to lose fat, whether you're potentially in maintenance or even massing, getting up and moving around and increasing your knee or holding it pretty steady is, is a good idea. Yeah, there's a point where it becomes detrimental, where you're, you're, there's a fatigue cost to it, there's a time cost to it. And again, if, you're, if it's putting you into a like, caloric maintenance, like a eucaloric state where you're, it's, everything's balanced, or even worse, a caloric deficit, like it's working against what you want to try to do. But unbalanced, uh, it, up to a, a reasonable extent, it's a pretty good idea. So I'll kind of split the middle because I'm on maintenance, but I still have, I'm still tracking my steps. And for me, I found that it allows me to just eat a little bit more. So like as opposed to if I was still on maintenance, but um, not moving around as much, then I wouldn't be able to eat as much because I'm not expending the same energy. So this has allowed me to like making sure I get 13 or 14 as opposed to seven has allowed me to get more food throughout the day. So that gives me a little bit more wiggle room, um, especially kind of coming off of a, essentially a cut. Um, so like mentally that gives a little bit of a break, but I haven't really gained any weight since since my competition at the end of the cut. Yeah, so broadly, good for kind of anyone, uh, and obviously a conversation that sh you should have with your coach based on your goals uh, in terms of how much and uh, when should be added added into your normal routine. Yeah, so I think an interesting follow-up question to this, since we're talking about steps, and if we look at you, know, you Amanda, is having the most sort of dire need to lose fat, right? Because you're going into a, a physique competition and the only thing you're judged on is your physique at that moment. So why are you choosing to measure it in steps? Are you doing any other kind of um, non-resistance uh, training related physical activity? And tell us a little bit about that. Because I think that, you know, again, we talk about this with our clients all the time. Even if they don't want to be competitive bodybuilders, you can take a lot of cues from physique sport because the reality is is that people involved with competitive physique sport are better at manipulating their physique than anyone in the world. So if we want to get really good at it, we can. We need to look to the best people. Yeah. So I right now in prep, I do have prescribed cardio that I have to do multiple times throughout the week, um, and. That cardio can be done in hit form uh, or LISS form. So um, what, what are those recommended 
What, what is HIT and what's LISS? HIT High Intensity Interval Training. Um, that, in terms of where I am now, is not recommended um, because of the disruption that it can have in my rev- regular training um, and increasing potential issues with um, muscle soreness and just carryover. Um, so my cardio is not intended to... Um, take away from my training, uh, but to kind of bolster it and more so in this is used as, uh, an additional kind of fat burning state. Yeah. And then again, this is a big reason why we tend to prescribe this for clients and why we wanted to talk about it is we want to drive up your NEAT Uh, each day without it interfering with resistance training. And the issue with a lot of other forms of aerobic capacity activity or quote-unquote cardio is they literally directly interfere with building muscle. And so you you can kind of either do one thing or another within reason. And so this is the best middle road between the two to get you the activity you need without, without basically shooting ourselves in the foot in terms of resistance training right so for my cardio i typically will walk but uh, walk quickly like not just a casual stroll on a sunday like i'm moving on on the indoor track right now since it's cold here in ohio um or i will be on a treadmill and move pretty quickly uh but at uh, like maybe 3.8 or a four on the treadmill Um, So not full out running, hard impact on my legs. Um, Obviously being a wellness athlete, um, uh, not having a lot of stress on my legs is important, especially in terms of trying to lose fat. Um, So even my cardio itself is is lower impact in that regard. Um, But that is then separate and aside from any of the steps that I try to do on top of that. So where's a good place to start for people, right? Because um, we threw out numbers, Mm -hmm. but why don't we give people some reference in terms of like how they want to work up to a given number and how they could go about figuring out where they are right now. Sure. So for me, obviously, I think of the three of us sitting here, I think... it's really important for me. So while I am very active in terms of like my training and prepping, um, I mean, I have a job where I sit at a desk all day. And so that is very hard, um, on your body in terms of trying to increase your need. So for me, it's taking the time in my two 15 minute breaks and my half an hour lunch to actually get up and move, whether I go and like take my dog for a walk, um, when I was actually commuting and working downtown, I would actually go outside and like go for a walk or walk the stairs in my building um, just so that I wasn't sitting for a full eight hours just at a desk without moving. Um, So that would be kind of my recommendation for anybody who has a desk job is to take that time, separate yourself from the computer and just go and walk. If you're at home and you have steps, take a couple you know trips up and down the steps go to your basement go outside the weather's starting to get nicer whatever you have to do to just get up and move every hour um if if possible 
Um, and I think a good kind of starting target is somewhere probably in that seven to 10,000 step range. Uh, overall, I think that's pretty easy to hit if you're actually being mindful about it, even if you are sitting at a desk for a good portion of the day. I'd say something too that I know, so my girlfriend Kendall has been kind of joining us in like step counting just because she like basically saw my like competitive, not necessarily competitiveness <laughs> with myself, but my like half obsession with just like seeing how many you get. Um, so she started too and she is in the same boat where she sits all day with school mm-hmm. and still tries to hit like 10,000 a day. So she started to get up, since she's doing virtual school now, she'll get up and she'll just walk around her room while the teacher is teaching on her computer. So she'll either carry her computer with her or just listen and take notes, but she's just walking in circles around her room. So I think that's something that can be pretty applicable, especially in this day and age where a lot of people are maybe on the computer or on calls, but mm-hmm. but yeah, at home, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, I know that we have, uh, obviously this is a conversation that we've had with multiple clients, and I know that we've gotten a little creative in conversations with our clients, uh, that some people have gotten like the little bath caddy that goes over like across the tub so you can like watch a show on your computer or read a book or whatever, actually draping that over like their uh, treadmill and then like making a, a stationary desk out of their treadmill so that they're actually walking while they're working, whether they're on a conference call or uh, actually typing, doing whatever it is that they need to do for work. But again, another way to get steps in while you're working. Yeah, I think that's genius. And it's, it's one of those things where you can obviously kill a couple birds with a single stone. I think uh, one of the things that we talk about with people is titrating their steps up over time. So a lot of times what we'll find, unfortunately, is that someone's coming in. When they come to the gym and it's you know, 4 o'clock in the afternoon, they, they are there at like 1,200 steps. Um, and it's just the, way, the nature of their job. Um, so the first thing we want to think about is bringing awareness to where you are. And there is no right or wrong, but what we want to think about is getting kind of a two-week running average of where you tend to be every day and kind of throw out the things that are like absurdly low and throw out the one day where it was like absurdly high relative to the rest and look and say like, okay, on average, I get about whatever, 2,500 steps a day. And they're saying I need to be closer to 10,000. Well, what's not sustainable is to try to go from 2,500 to 10,000. What we want to do instead is gradually work our way up. So let's say your average is 2,500. So for the next week, we're going to try to be at like 3,500 or 4,000. And the thing about this, and we're coming out of sort of hard winter where we are, but the difference between, you know, 2,000 and 4,000, frankly, is like a 12-minute walk. It is not a big investment of time, nor is it a big investment of effort. It's literally like go out, you know, put a coat on, go outside and go for a 10 or 12 minute walk at a leisurely pace and you're right where you want to be. 
And so we have to think about, obviously there are some really good tips and tricks. If you have things like treadmills and stuff like that at your house that you don't use very much, um, it can be a great way to multitask. But you don't need any of that, really. Is You just need to go out with you know your family or by yourself and listen to a podcast and get some steps in. Um, and just It's really the, the awareness of it that becomes primary first. And then what we can do is titrate that up over time. So we'll get you to 4,000, and then we're going to try to take you to 5,000, and then to 7,000, and then to 9,000. And before you know it, you're consistently hitting 12,000. You're, you're moving much more quickly uh, towards your body comp goals, and you're not, it's not having any kind of discernible negative effect um, on your performance, certainly at the gym. More so, it's potentially having a positive effect on your overall energy throughout the day. Yeah, and I think, you know, for the three of us, uh, we have some sort of watch that tracks this. Um, but the reality is, is all phones have a tracker on them. And as long as you're carrying your phone with you, it's going to record your steps. Um, so you don't have to even go out and buy anything or spend any money on anything else. It's just anytime you're up moving around, if you have your phone on you, it's going to track it. Um, and maybe you're just not at a point where, like, truly tracking your number of steps makes sense because right now the reality is you're less than 2,000 for the entire day. So just being mindful and actually getting up and moving can be your first step towards doing this more efficiently, just that you're making the time to get up and move every hour. Yeah, I think, well, even and even if you don't... You know, if you have a flip phone, you can buy a step tracker for like $15 on Amazon. And I think like almost everyone has a smartphone that does it. And just about as many people have an Apple Watch or a smartwatch and that does that too. So you don't even have to think about it. Yeah, I think the moral of the story is it doesn't really matter how you track it. We just want you to track it. And we don't want you to necessarily look at it as something that requires a big investment of money. It should be whatever you can use that's sustainable, that's not doesn't, it's not uh, obstructing your day. Um, if you don't have a problem keeping your phone in your pocket, that's a fantastic option. If you don't really want to do that or you work in, in a way that that doesn't make sense, uh, we both have, Amanda and I have, well, all three of us actually have watches of different sorts. Ours were, I think, $19. Um, and they work and it does stuff with your sleep too, which is cool. Um, but it's just not not a big deal given how important this is. This is probably second to nutrition in terms of importance if you want to change your body composition. Yeah, and I think the next thing that we kind of should touch base on is, um, you know, not being in a position to where at the end of the day, right, or, you know, it's 5 o'clock in the afternoon, you're done with work, and now you're coming into the gym. And at that point, you have only... 2,000 steps and then say from like that point until you go to bed is when you accumulate like the rest, right? So you don't go from 2,000 for the vast majority of your day and then in the course of like three hours go from 2,000 to like 14,000. Yes, while you're getting more steps in and you're getting movement in, the reality is is that your body was not moved for the majority of the time that you were awake. So trying to spread it out over the course of your entire day 
is is going to be more beneficial in terms of that. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with you. I think that the key though is sustainability. So obviously that you know, and, and we have elements of our job like this. There's elements where I'm sitting and programming for long periods of time and not like moving. Um, so I think the mindfulness is probably the biggest thing and just trying to make an effort to be active throughout the day as much as you reasonably can. There's there's an extreme to everything where it's it becomes not beneficial and obviously this is no exception to that. So we have to keep that in mind. You have to be like still a rational adult, um, but just do what you can to push your number uh, to a reasonably high number every day. So what about, so I have a client who um, has a piece of equipment, he has a rower at home and he, we've had this conversation before about uh, if he wanted to do, essentially get his, if we look at it as like energy expenditure on the rower, is that an option? And I said, yes, but as long as it fits into that kind of L-I-S-S form. So if the easiest way that I think to look at it is if you're performing something at like an hour or two hour pace. So something, even if you're doing it for 20 minutes, something that you could hold for an hour or two hours. So I think that's can be kind of a cap to everything is if you are like, well, can I bike? Yeah, but it needs to be at that like very low intensity pace, whether it's rowing or biking or walking. You know what I mean? I think the same thing goes, people may take away from this what's like all about steps, but are we advocating for like getting your steps, but you're doing hundred meter sprints? So you can do that. Um, the reality is, is that when you do in, in high intensity interval training, or when you go really hard like that, you do like CrossFit workouts, you certainly do burn calories and there is a little bit of an afterburner effect there, but they are on balance comparatively far, far more fatiguing. And so insofar as the majority of the people that who we work with uh, are interested in uh, building some strength and muscle, we want to save all of the fatigue that we have for uh, resistance training. And we don't want to expend our recovery ability or our ability, you know, our, our fatigue capacity uh, with other stuff if it doesn't directly align with those things. You certainly can. You can row, you can bike, uh, you can jog. You just have to understand that there's a, a greater fatigue cost to that relative to something like walking, which the fatigue cost still isn't zero, but it's it's far less. Yeah, I was going to say, it. you know, I have uh, a friend of mine who actually has one of those little bike pedals underneath his desk so instead of like getting up and walking uh he's you know just quote unquote pedaling uh while sitting there so again same idea as the rower right just kind of slow and steady just moving to where you're not just being so sedentary yeah absolutely i think the thing is just balance working up over time making sure it aligns with your goals which as always is where it makes sense potentially to talk to a coach. Yeah. yeah. So that being said, if you guys have any questions, uh, you can reach out to us either at Rye, Ryan, or Amanda at theaerobicpowerbuilder.com. You can shoot us a message on Instagram or on Facebook. Um, 
And if you are a client of ours who is interested in learning a little bit more or how you can implement this, as always, you can ask us. Yeah. yeah. Our DMs are always open if you want to slide in. Slide in. All right, last thing. Pull out your step counter now. We're going to see who's winning right now. Put your money where your mouth is. All right, we'll go and we'll go ladies first. I am at 11,537. Oh boy. 13,715. Mm-hmm. And the winner and still for today because I usually lose step champ, step champion 14,182. However, I cheated. has never won before. Yeah, this, <laughs> never this is an inaccurate measurement. I win yes. sometimes. I just don't make a billboard of it. Never. And in fairness, I went on walks with both of you. Not one, but both of you separately today. So <laughs> there you have it. There you have it. Get, All right, guys. Get your steps in. See ya.